Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my eagle-eyed co-host, Mozzie. How's it going? I am doing pretty well over here. You've been uh, watching these prospects with quite the eye lately, going in on uh, quarterbacks, myself as well, and uh, you've already gotten to tight ends, so uh, depending on how long we spend on quarterback, we might also do a little, little like Q&A sesh. I'll throw, you, I'll throw you a question on a prospect, you'll tell me what you think, just because yeah. I know your initial eval was... Not a lot there at tight end. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, this draft as a whole is, you know, getting a certain label, and I don't necessarily disagree with that label. Mm-hmm. You know, people saying it's a bad draft and all this stuff. Uh, it's not a good quarterback class. I actually don't think it's a horrible quarterback class for about three guys. Mm-hmm. Um but I will agree with though is that it is not a deep class, so it's not like there's not a single quarterback that's draftable in this class. It's that there's basically three, and then there's nothing else. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is not deep. I and I totally get that. Um, but I think the draft is being a little underrated. I think, as I'll put it to you, I think this is basically like a David Harris or a Debrickashaw Ferguson draft, which were guys on the Jets for a decade, and they weren't all pros. They weren't, you know, the stars on the team, but they were fan favorites. They were on the team for a long time. Uh, They were good at their positions, respectively, didn't miss a lot of games. So, like, I think there's a lot of quality quality players in this draft, especially um, at certain positions like edge and wide receiver, as I've come to figure out. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you there. Wide receiver is pretty solid. Um, not getting to this episode. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the value is on the defensive side in the non-fantasy positions. So <laughs> for for those of us who play in dynasty leagues, not as appealing. But I think for the real teams, there's definitely a lot there. Like a lot of these top picks are defensive guys, you know, edge, corner. We see receiver and out of need quarterback sneak in there. But a lot of the talent is trench defense yeah so <laughs> it's not a sexy draft but that doesn't mean it's a bad draft you know football is not supposed to be sexy Grr, nothing sexier than dudes on dudes am i right wait what oh yeah oh brother yeah. brother uh, <laughs> <Nah>, bears <laughs> so anyway we'll go ahead and start with quarterback today um i, th- I think i could uh, you one could argue there are four good options i'm, I'm willing to include all uh, golden corral in there but <laughs> I, I think we agree on a. Uh, sorry, not we, we have gold crowd there. I'm I'm willing to include old uh, old Hal in there. Corral is kind of in our you three are. viable. <laughs> I like so, that nickname though, Golden, Golden Corral. Oh yeah, that's a, that one is like you know that just seems a little yeah it's easy right there. Else. Yeah, and ha- Sam Howell can be Howell at the moon. I don't know. Picket fence. I don't have one for Malik Willis yet, but we'll get there. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, I would like to start with Malik Willis if that's cool with you. I think we should. I yeah. love Malik Willis. Let's do it. Yeah, he is the guy that if if you're taking the QB here, I think if you're shooting for the moon, Malik Willis is kind of the best option in that regard. Yes. As, as to, if, if you're going to shoot for the moon, you might as well take the guy who can at least get you into orbit because he's got the physical tools for sure, like cannon arm. He's big. He's fast. And apparently teams like really liked him in interviews. And there was like a clip that went around of him, like giving like clothes and food to a homeless person that definitely did not seem staged because he seemed like very unaware of the filming. But someone was like, "Hey, that's Malik Willis. I'm gonna film him." And so, right. like, "Hey, wait a minute, I know that guy." Yeah. So, for Malik, so there's a lot I love. We both love the arm strength, the running, and for his running, he's more. He makes me think more of like Cam or like Hertz than like you know Lamar or Vic because he's pretty big and thick. The way that I put it is that the way the speed at which it looks like Cam Newton is running 
is how fast he's actually running. If that makes sense. <laughs> because Cam is like 6'5", and his legs are so long that it doesn't look like he's moving that fast. Malik is a little bit smaller. He's not small, but he is a little bit smaller. Uh, he's a little bit slower than Cam, but... <laughs> yeah, I never saw an official 40 time for Malik Willis. Like, I don't know if he like has one clocked, but I mean, he looks fast. I couldn't either. Um, I'd heard around like the four sixes and whatnot for him. Yeah, that trash because he's not super tall, but he is like big, built, thick. He's big. Well, and he makes guys miss, but I'll mm-hmm. I'll save that for later and hit like the other thing he brings to the table. With yeah. So with Malik, there are kind of two main gripes that I think he needs to get past, and one I think is could be a fairly quick fix, as you know, as much as you want to say something is quick to you know like get rid of as an issue so his footwork is my main problem with him if uh-huh. he if this man would throw off his back foot like properly he could <laughs> throw the ball even further and definitely more accurately because like it's not like you have to have like your back foot playing it but like you 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 use your back leg to generate the power you push off and like it'll you know end up pointing towards your target sometimes but his leg will like come up he'll be like off his front foot there are like there are very clear spots where he's like not getting the full motion momentum he needs to from that back leg and i'm like oh man and usually when something goes wrong it's that so i think that's a big thing for him and like there were a lot of times where you know liberty was outmatched like he had to you know change up his drops a bit because pressure is there right away and he is mobile so he can make stuff happen out of structure or this is kind of my second gripe is i don't know if it's hero ball or misreads with him sometimes because when you're on liberty or like you know <laughs> i think like another example could be like a wentz at like north dakota state like you're on this team that you know if you go up against a good team you're good but you're outmatched it's a little right. tougher to tell because I mean, like every athletic mobile quarterback is gonna try to hero ball it like especially if you got a strong arm in college yeah. because like if you're outmatched it's just gonna happen but there are times where it's like okay that was a hero ball and there are times where like Maybe he just didn't see that. And so, again, I think that it's probably some of A, some of B. Yep. But, you know, I, I I think five years ago, I would not have been nearly as high on Malik Willis, but I've become a lot more willing to see the upside when I, like, think there's a path. Like, I, because I, I'm going to keep going back to Jalen, and I know Josh Allen's the exception and not the rule, but, like, it's possible for guys to like suck suck and all of a sudden like they put it together and they're really good because they have those tools in that ceiling and with Malik he's he's got those tools in that ceiling and so if you're a team that is patient and you have like a staff in place for a while like you're not gonna you know toss him into the fire abandon ship change coaches after a year like I want Malik to go to a structural organization where he doesn't have to play quite yet no, they'll give him time. There's solid structure there. And, like, Pittsburgh makes so much sense for that. Oh, my God. Which I know God. now it's just, you know, like, Mitch there pretty much. But I, I mean, I think they, I think the Steelers can reasonably wait on him. Because, you know, Mike, like, Mike Tom was not going in there is kind of my point with him. Or, like, I think, like, honestly, even, like, the Falcons, like, I don't think Arthur Smith's going anywhere. There are a few teams where, like, you know a lot of stuff's going to stay the way it is for a while. And I think that's, like, the ideal scenario for him yeah yeah no if he gets all the way to pittsburgh i expect it and should take him yeah or even like i don't i don't know if i trust mcveigh to develop anyone but like if you go to the rams you're not playing for a couple <laughs> of years and like nothing's changing there so well they would have to trade into the first round also he, true yeah yeah i'm just thinking of like ideas that make sense right yeah i uh god i've so I had never watched any of college football this whole <laughs> year. And that's kind of what I do is I, I compartmentalize it. So I watch NFL. And then when I'm, when it, you know, the Super Bowl's over, I just pull myself away from it. And then I do the college stuff, even though they run concurrently, I just separate it out mm-hmm. so I can kind of uh, reset. I had not watched any of Malik Willis. So I wasn't really, you know, I didn't have much of an expectation on him when I actually turned on the film and I was so impressed with his arm. Uh, it's incredibly good. Mm-hmm. He, he has a, a 
fucking hell of an arm. He can hit a strike to someone, like, on the outside. He can also heave it downfield. He's fine in the short game. Like, God, I, I don't have any problems with Malik Willis's arm whatsoever. I think it's a huge plus for him, uh, which is, it's special. It's really good. Uh, I do think he has the highest ceiling, as you said, of the kind of like the three guys here, um, our top three of the quarterbacks. They're all sort of have their own strengths and belong in certain systems. Uh, I think Malik Willis is the guy you don't want to start right away and can let him develop a bit. And I think really importantly, learn defenses a bit. I do think he struggles to read defenses because I don't think it's a uh, something he's had to worry about. Or, like, I just think he's so athletic and so good at making people miss that he can just win games with his athleticism. And then he can, it, it just doesn't matter. Um, but he does need to go to a good system that will support him. Teach him a little bit about reading defenses, because it's going to get a lot tougher in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, the other side of him, his dual threat ability. He was actually slower than I thought he was when I watched him, like, than I anticipated. I kind of expected him to be an insanely fast guy like Vic or Lamar, and he's not. He's closer to that Cam sort of expectation where he's really big. He's definitely fast. He's just not under, like, you know, 4-4 fast. Yeah, and he's not as quick. Like, he still has moves, but he's not, like, Lamar Vic quick, which is asking a lot. Which is, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, (laughs) they're absurd with what they can do. Um, he's so good, though, at making people miss. Mm-hmm. He has, I think, the best downfield vision of any quarterback I've seen in a while when it comes to running. Because he seems to always know exactly where to run as opposed to just scrambling. Uh, so I do think in that regard, there is a natural football IQ to him in terms of reading defenses, if that makes sense. Even though I don't think he does it as much in the passing game, I do think it's there and he can build on it. Which is really important because... If he didn't have that, I would be a lot lower on him. Um, So my comp for him is kind of, honestly, I think he's a little bit like Donovan McNabb. And there will be people who don't really get that because they think McNabb sucks. But McNabb was a really good quarterback for the Mm -hmm. Eagles for like over a decade. He came out of Syracuse. He ran like a 4-6. He had a really strong arm and he didn't know how to read defenses very well. So I'm like, that's actually not, not a bad comp. Um, I would love to see him go mostly to the Steelers. I actually had the Falcons and the Seahawks interested in him too when I was doing mock drafts. I would not want the Seahawks to get him. No, they're not. He's because Drew Lock sucks is essentially <laughs> what I'm saying, and he would have to start way too early. Yeah, um, I was thinking <laughs> uh, honestly, like Titans or Colts made some sense too. Mm-hmm. Again, I can't remember if either has a first round pick, but. Yeah. As far as places I would like to see him go, I think they will both have consistency and he won't have to play right away. It's almost like if Taysom Hill could actually throw, he'd be more <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of funny. <laughs> that makes sense. I think that's a good way to sort of put it. Yeah, like I just I just want him to fix his footwork and learn to like get that right. fluid motion with his back foot, and then I think he'll be like Yo. that'll fix so much, I feel like, because Oh, yeah, no, that's a good, that's a point you brought up that I wanted to mention is off the back foot thing, be, because that is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to be leading on your front foot, like when you're throwing all the time. In fact, yeah. rarely ever. And he doesn't do it all the time, but he needs to just get off of it and not fix that. <laughs> yeah, because I noticed it first, like in a pro day video, because like he had made a really good throw. I'm like, what was up with his feet? I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing with his feet? I'm like, maybe he just, maybe his feet just like do weird shit when he's throwing, and it's just that's just him. But like, <laughs> I don't, it just it own. didn't look natural. Like I saw something I see like consistently in the NFL, like from quarterbacks. I'm like, something's a little off here. Like some guys can make it happen. Like he can make it happen, but I think it'd greatly behoove him to make some adjustments there. But alas, Malik Willis is in this tier for us because of his tools. Not that he's like bad now. We just want him to improve his like improve that mechanic and you know take a little more time to just get better at some quarterbacking things. But he has probably. I mean, we agree he has the highest ceiling. Agree, highest ceiling. Mm-hmm. I think one year on the bench behind 
a good quarterback or a good coach is what he needs. Just one. Mm-hmm. Or if he does play a team that's not going to like put bad habits into him, like happens like Darnold on the Jets. Oh, you know, God. yeah, like he could not go to the Jets, which <laughs> isn't going to happen. But you know, yeah, no, I don't. Well, that's why I don't want Carolina. For I'm worried Carolina would fuck him up. But I think Carolina <laughs> might end up taking Kenny Pickett, who's our next guy, because he. So, I think this tier of these three guys it depends on what you want. Pickett exactly is good, and I think that's where we'll kind of like <laughs> cap it and it's like like he's good right now he's solid i like what i see for like a lot of times and i think he fits carolina's offense as far as like their weapons oh yeah i think uh carolina is a good fit for him mm-hmm. he is the quarterback that can play now um i don't think he needs much time to sit it wouldn't hurt by any means but i think if you needed to start him you could yeah, the uh, the comp that we both kind of agreed on here was Alex Smith. Um, <laughs> so I watched the Clemson game, and I'm like, this is fucking Alex Smith. Like, <laughs> it was hilarious because he's really good short. Like, that's obviously an Alex Smith trait. He was willing to check down, obviously, Alex Smith trait. But yeah. the reliability started to fall off past 20 yards. It's, like, it's not that he didn't have the strength. It's just the accuracy kind of fell off. And like, there was some good stuff, but it wasn't consistent. And, like, I would see him, like, roll out and make good throws. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this makes no sense. <laughs> Sometimes oh, yeah. it's like, how are you better rolling out than still with some of these throws? Um, I think he, he's good at getting first downs. It's like I feel like that's a, a basic but important thing. Like, whether it's arm or leg, he, like, he found a lot of ways to just get, like, right there with the packs or, like, just get it with his legs. And that's a lot of, I mean, like, football awareness IQ for sure. He does have that. Mm-hmm. But he definitely does have that. He has good arm mechanics, um, which is impressive because he has to wear a glove at all times. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> I didn't know about the, the double thumb glove. <laughs> I didn't know about the thumb thing. I just thought he had small hands. He doesn't have small yeah, hands. Yeah, so tell me about the something because I hadn't heard about this until I saw so you type it. Make a grip, like just an imaginary grip, as if you were holding a football. Mm-hmm. Where your thumb is is the farthest he can extend it. So he he it's like he has a bone fusion or a ligament problem. He can't extend his thumb all the way out. So like, like he, if he you can't were, make an L with his hand, he can only get it like a little bit like a J. Right, exactly. So I don't huh. know how much it affects his throwing, but it does affect measurements because he can't extend his thumb that extra yeah. half an <laughs> inch out, which I think is ridiculous and an adversity that he's overcome. So, you know, props to him, but also kind of hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, he's the most ready to go right now. I think the most interesting about him, like thing about him is that he is so uninteresting. <laughs> he has, uh, he doesn't really wow me in any particular facet. He's kind of like Mac Jones. Yeah. That like, that's what I was thinking as you were saying that I'm like, right. <laughs> he's good in the pocket. He can read defenses. I think he can be exceptionally effective in a strong scheme, and I think that's about it. I don't hate anything about his game. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I think he's more like athletic and mobile than Mac Jones. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious where he would have fallen in last year's class, like if he would have been that like after Mac Jones or right around him or what. Um, I think he would have been after because I think Mac Jones does take the lead on the uh the breakdown of defenses and decision yeah. making and comprehension in the pocket but i think he'd be right behind him mm. but so <laughs> so one of the alex smith comps that made me chuckle even more was i saw a moment where it's very alex smith of him a deep route was coming wide open for like a probable <laughs> touchdown and instead yep. of throwing it there he throws a closer contested catch at the sideline i'm just like it was right there, man. Yeah, I was like, I thought, I literally thought he was like about to unload it there. I'm like, oh, nope, okay. Um, yeah, like I said, he, it's one of those things where I don't know if he like isn't 100% sure of his limits or not. Like maybe he's still kind of finding those bounds because like, he's, it seems he's like he very always, cautionary. Yeah, yes. he errs on the side of caution for that for sure, which like, you know, in college football, like usually that's like a solid option, but like you need to, you need to have a really good grasp on your bounds for the NFL. No, exactly. And I even put that you can see the hesitation in him. Like when he's playing to take those deep shots, he will let it loose 
his deep ball is good when it's scripted, mm-hmm. but he doesn't let it fly off the cuff uh, like, you know, the greats do. Mm-hmm. And, like, earlier on in his career, he did a little more of that and, like, fucking it up. And, you know, in his last year, he kind of, you know, showed more restraint. And so that's I think he can find that happy medium because he's kind of made those adjustments. Yep. So, yeah, with him, I think... A team can take him and go, we have a quarterback, and be, like, cool with it. Now, I didn't <laughs> we say... have a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I didn't say sad at quarterback, because some teams may be like, we want a little more. But, like, I think he's a good fit for today's game, because he's got some mobility, and he's got skill in the short game, which I think actually is good right now when so many teams are trying to limit deep stuff. Like, you see all these teams getting really good, like, secondary players, safeties, and trying to stop, you know, Jalen Mahomes, Herbert, and so... I think we see it with sort of Raiders, sort of Pats, embracing the short game a bit. And like all these teams are set up to stop downfield passing, but I think it's okay to also have that, you know, short game stuff. And with the Panthers fit, like they've got DJ Moore, like you've got CFC, like he would love those guys. And I still think he would, I still think Robbie would get some, but I think, you know, if you've got DJ and CMC, Pickett is like definitely the guy for oh, them. Yeah. So. No, I think he's a good fit for Carolina. And I don't mm-hmm. think he's a great fit for a whole ton of teams, but I do think he is a good fit for Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, maybe not. Maybe that's not the best way to put it, a whole ton of teams. like I think he would work on like the Niners, for instance, uh-huh. a team that utilizes the short passing game. He'd yeah. actually be very good on the Jets uh, with the offense that I assume they're trying to run. It's kind of hard to tell with them sometimes. Um, but with what I assume they're trying to do, I'm assuming the Dolphins and what they're going to do, he would actually excel just being able to throw a 10-yard quick pass to uh, Reek or Waddle or Gasicki and let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's he's not like – like the Falcons should not take Pickett. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are some teams that are like need something different, and that's okay. But yeah. So as far as negatives on him um, – I didn't really see much like evade reset feet throw. It was more like roll out throw, which it might have just been you know, what I watched. But I, I think you need to be able to evade reset and throw in the NFL. So maybe there's you know I just didn't see enough of him in general to get that. But I did I didn't really come across many instances where he like did that and did it well. Um, I think he reacts to pressure a little too early sometimes. Like in the Tennessee game, there is. Again, this the only downside of this was I couldn't see downfield, but he had time to, you know, either get rid of it or something or hit a guy. But there was a guy like screaming down the middle and he moved like a whole second early almost. And I'm like, in that time, he probably could have done something else. You know, maybe everyone was covered, but I'm like, this was like, you know, three seconds in. It was like a 1,000, blitz kind of thing, like with yeah. the spy thing. So it's like in those, uh, those games where an enemy attacks towards you and you dodge way too early yeah. and they just track and keep hitting you because <laughs> you dodge too quickly. That that's what'll happen in the NFL. If you dodge a second early on a sack, you have to make a miss first. Yeah. <laughs> They're just gonna track you down. So mm-hmm. and then one other thing I noticed was when he throws outside the left numbers, it seems like half the time something just like breaks in his brain wiring. It's really weird. Like he's fine <laughs> to the right numbers. Like, which makes sense. He's right-handed. Like, he likes to roll out right. Like, it make, it, I get that. But, like, for some reason, like, half the time on these left sides, like, sometimes they'll nail it. But, like, you'll see, like, you know, he's throwing across to the left outside the numbers. And he just, like, throws, like, way too high or way too far from the guy or just air mails. And I'm like, like, what? It's just, like, what happens? It just doesn't make sense. So, I'm like, he's just probably not as comfortable going that opposite way. But it just it was just weird how that just broke in that one spot. <laughs> yeah. It's something I'll have to overcome. Mm-hmm. I think it's Kirk Cousins, right? Who does the same thing? He's just not good rolling out to his left, but he's really good rolling out to his right. I mean, a lot of right-handed quarterbacks aren't as aren't good going left. It makes it's sense. hard. Mm-hmm. That's really hard to do because you have to run left while yeah. also turning your body towards the sideline. Uh-huh. It wasn't even like running left for him though; it was just throwing left. What I saw <laughs> a couple times. So, but yeah, go running left like one right as a right-handed quarterback and try to throw is is very fucking difficult. Yeah, not, not many guys can do it. Like. Mahomes does. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes we see Jalen do it, but... You gotta have crazy hips. Yeah, like Rodgers. 
but yeah, right. very, very, very tough to do. So I'm not really like, you know, penalizing for obviously two can, but he's <laughs> located. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else with Pickett you wanted to put out? No, I, I guess I'll just say, I think both of these guys will probably go in the first round. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think these other will be first rounders. Like at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready to mock Pickett to the, the Panthers. And then with Willis, I'm just not sure. I have him mocked there. If they get Baker, then I'll move it. But yeah, for now, that's <laughs> what I'm going to have him do. For now. Um, oh, yeah. I'm ex- One thing I'm excited about already for next year is uh, the Pittsburgh running back, uh, Davis. I liked him a lot. I'm like, hopefully he's at our section next year because he's eligible <laughs> next year. I like what we know. Like, we'll, we'll watch him. And that's how like, you ended up like really getting into like Tony. If I remember yeah, that last year I remember Trask. it was Tony. I was was like, all right, let's look at this Trask guy. And then I was just like, wait, who's this? Yeah, who are these guys carrying him? Pitts and Tony. (laughs) But next up, we've got uh, Matt Corral, who is kind of our other quarterback in this, like, top three. Again, another guy I wouldn't blame teams for taking in the first, even if I'm not sure if he is, like, a first-round-worthy guy. But alas, he's he's kind of up there. He does strike me as the the team that trades with the Chiefs, Spangles, or Lions at 30, 31, 32. Yeah, to I get the fifth that. year option on him. I think he is right around that end of the first to second round. So what do you what do you think of old Golden Corral? <laughs> uh he has one of the craziest arm mechanics I've ever seen in the game, and it's not in a bad way. Uh he looks like he's shot putting the football, but it shoots out of his hand like a bullet. It's <laughs> mind fuck. Like imagine just shot putting something like hand to chest and you push it, but then it shoots out at seven and a half times the speed. You just like, it doesn't make sense. He's probably got a crazy bench press. He must. <laughs> uh, so he's got this really, really short, quick motion that is very like easily. I don't know. You can replicate it constantly, mm-hmm. uh, which is yeah, it was good. quick for sure. It's very quick. And he has a laser. Uh, so his arm is awesome. He also can run. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a he's a good runner as well. He put in a lot of work in the run game. I thought his uh, footwork was really good as well. Um, I I think the big knock on him, at least from what I can tell, is that he was in this RPO style scheme with play action the entirety of his career. It all miss, and so now we are basically in this Herbert dilemma. It's the literally the same dilemma as Justin Herbert, and it's a question of whether or not you think he can play outside of the scheme, and he was just doing what he was assigned to do, or if they had to do that scheme because he's incapable of doing other things. Mm-hmm. And the two sides of that are Justin Herbert, who could but wasn't given the opportunity. And then you have Goff with McVay, who like McVay quickly went to that with Goff to make him, you know, work with the Rams, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't tell you which it is. I can tell you, though, that his arm is insane. So I really I would take the uh, like I would go with the Herbert benefit of the doubt. I would give him that and just say, you know what? I think that that was just the scheme they ran. And he did it well. It doesn't mean he can't do other stuff. It's just what he was being asked to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that not that we think he'll be Herbert or anything, but no, just as definitely an example, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as an example. Yeah, I have to be careful when you throw a lot of names around. But yeah, yeah. He, I think that he has that potential to play in other schemes other than what they did the entirety of his career there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, the throwing motion really got me, and that's what like made my brain go rivers. Because whenever I see like <laughs> a weird throwing motion work, my brain goes Philip Rivers. Right. Um, so it's I, like if you took Rivers' wonkiness, but you put it quite frankly in a Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, because it's like a flick. It goes across his body. He turns his body incredibly well. It's just like a it's a quick flick, and it's just gone. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I I I thought stylistically, again, not. <laughs> career projected at all just stylistically i thought he was like a cross between rivers and roethlisberger in a way <laughs> because like with rivers you don't think of well arm strength or like mobility 
but like he has that and so like it kind of made me think of like Roethlisberger a little bit where like he because Roethlisberger has kind of a weird motion but he's strong as hell and he you know can evade guys have guys hanging off him all that so like somewhere somewhere in those sliders you got to adjust them like he's not at either end exactly but there is like some like love child collaboration of those two <laughs> is where my brain went with it because like i couldn't pinpoint one guy exactly for right. his style so yeah the motion is really weird but like it's quick and it works i felt like it should get batted a lot more than it did like i saw like it get batted once maybe twice but not as much as i expected given the way it was because he's talking about kind of like looking shot putty but right <laughs> yeah he, th- he throws darts though for sure and he's got enough scoot there were some times so like uh, I watched like Bama and Louisville and a little bit of like bits of others, but those are like the two like whole games I got. Um, with Bama, like it's like tough to tell because again, you're Ole Miss, you're playing against Bama. Like, how much are you overmatched? How much are you, you know, right? All that. So, there were times against Bama where like I saw some like half ass play action fakes, kind of, but I also saw against like Louisville where he like looked really good on it. Like, you know, he'd leave it in for a while, he'd head fake. So, I'm like, okay, maybe it was just Bama there, or maybe like. He just needs to just work out and stay consistent. Um, good arm strength. Like, he can throw at 50 air yards with what looks like a normal amount of effort, like, not, like, yeah. a ton of exertion. Like, I think if he, like, wound up and, like, just threw it as far as he could, it would go pretty, like, it would go, like, probably 70, 80. Like, he, could, he could fucking launch it if he really, like, you know, just needed to or just decided to. Um, I think his ability to deal with uh, pressure is is pretty solid, like, I mean, again, against Bama, there were times where he had just had no chance because Bama, but there was, like, an evade pressure into, like, bomb dime that was, like, fucking money, but the receiver just didn't haul it in. It was, like, right in the bread basket. Like, guy, the guy yeah. should have gotten it, Tutty. It was it was really good. I'm like, okay, this is something where it's, like, you know, against Bama, they're kind of getting railed. He's still, you know, getting out of pressure, resetting, throwing these dimes. I'm like... That, to me, like, shows some poison maturity, which I think is kind of important in regards to development, because, like, not having your development stunted is as important as, like, being able... Not, not as important as being able to develop, but, like, in the NFL, a good portion of developing is not letting a team fuck you up, in a way, or, like, not ruining your habits because of pressure and shit like that, and, like, because the NFL game is faster. So, I, I trust him to do that. Um, oh yeah, so the Louisville game was the first game of the season. Um, I noticed he started pretty slow. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I'm like, oh wait, he like you know first game of the year. So I, like once he started running more, he like got confident and started like slinging it better. I'm like, it's not quite a Jalen thing where I'm like, oh he needs to see blood. Like, but yeah, no, I know what you. Yeah, you know, it it got him comfortable. Um, but one thing I did notice though, um, so he he slides way too late. Um, there were, so like some guy got thrown out for targeting, but like, I was looking, I was like frame by framing it. I'm like, no, nah, he just slid too late. He's like, so <laughs> I feel like he's going to get rocked once in the NFL and learn to slide earlier. Um, yep. it only takes one man. Yeah. Um, so, and so on that note, I think he needs to either bulk up a bit more or start going out of bounds more because he's not cam. So he can't truck guys and he's not Lamar. So he can't dodge everybody. So I think he's got to find that happy medium a bit again. Once he gets clocked once, you know, trying to truck guys or not sliding soon enough, he'll kind of learn. But yeah, he's like what six two, I think. I think so, yeah. So he's he's just a little too small to uh, take those kind of hits. Mm-hmm. But again, I think he's definitely worth a pick in the first two rounds. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know if he's starter material i would say he is in the same sort of boat as uh willis and that he probably should sit um he's not as nfl ready i don't think as Pickett, at least just in some of those things he needs to clean yeah up. i mean given the offense he ran as you're saying like the play action rpo stuff all the time like that makes right. sense now the easy fix is you know he goes to a team that does that so mm-hmm. uh the that's the only reason i have him rated so highly is the fact that there are a lot of teams that run that kind of offense and yeah. can. Teams so are much more willing to do that now. Oh, yes. I put if he were drafted 15 years ago, he'd be like a third round pick. But he's being drafted in 2022. There's a lot of teams that I think could use him pretty effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, 
Someone that I didn't expect to like him as much as I did. Not that I like love him, but I hadn't really seen much aside from, you know, some Ritter hype lately, which I don't get. Um, obviously, yeah. like I've seen some Malik Willis and his ceiling, and obviously the picket talk with him probably, you know, being the first guy off the board. The Corral and Howell talk had, you know, mostly died down, and so I kind of not forgotten about Coral, Corral, whatever. But Coral. Yeah, I mean, it's either Coral Reef or Golden Corral. You're one of the two. <laughs> you, you get to pick, Matt. You get to pick. Um, so, again, I, I don't want to say, like, pleasantly surprised, because, like, you know, he'd been thrown around a lot as, like, you know, top of the batch guy. But, I was pleasantly surprised, but I also went in yeah. thinking every quarterback sucked because that's all yeah, I know. That's hearing. all I heard. I'm like, these guys don't suck. They're I was like, these like, guys don't amazing. suck. There's just not. It's just not a deep class. Yeah. It's not. You know, it's like not they like all what we stink. had last year. We got spoiled last year. Right. With, like all those guys. So yep. <laughs> you know, Lance Fields, Lawrence Wilson, Mac. Like, well, and that's your top five. Like the next year's gonna look bad no matter what, <laughs> <laughs> and so right. But if actually if it's a below average class in general, it's going to look terrible after last year. So exactly. So yeah, I like these three guys. I think they all can be starters. I think they all have to go to the right place, but I think they all can be starters. And then you get three starting quarterbacks out of a class. You have 2004. They were, you know, really good. But <laughs> that was I think of three. I think of Roethlisberger, Eli, and Rivers. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. Like you know, this could end up being a class where. Not exciting, but ends up a lot better than we're anticipating, which obviously you hope for. But next up, we've got, well, I've got Sam Howell, um, a guy that I think is below those three, but I wouldn't blame. So, like, it's my take, but I wouldn't blame anybody for putting him in that group or above anyone else in that three, honestly. Like, because I think there's enough there that based on your preferences or, like, how you evaluate watch tape you could reasonably put him in that group somewhere yep i think he's the most divisive prospect i think you either love him or you do not um at least from what i've seen like there are some people that think he sucks and there are some people that think he's gonna be really good uh i'm kind of torn on how to evaluate him to be (laughs) completely honest i even wrote that right here i don't know how he throws the football he like (laughs) He can launch it like 60 yards, but then he can also throw it 15 and it has no velocity. He's got this really goofy throwing motion where like it looks like he's about to chop wood because his <laughs> elbow goes all the way up and he goes to throw. But he doesn't close his body. He doesn't turn his body at all. So it's like he's literally standing like completely flat faced open while shooting his arms up. So I'm like, he's chopping wood with an axe right now. So he's got a, like, I have some mechanical problems with him. But the thing is, he still completes the pass, like, mm-hmm. all the time. He's, I think he's one of the best, like, literal football players. I think he has a very good uh, football IQ as well. I just, I worry about his mechanics and whether or not he is going to be forced to change the way he throws and not be able to do that because it'll take him out of his comfort zone Mm -hmm. or vice versa. They don't try to fix it and he just sticks with that. Maybe it's more comfortable and he's overall better, um, but it's not that consistent. So there's, I have just like, I'm in this weird space with him where I'm having a really hard time evaluating him, but ultimately looking at his metrics, like, He's really athletic. He runs really well. He's a little bit shorter. I think he's 6'2", um, which so is Corral, but he doesn't play as tall as Corral does in the pocket. And I just haven't got a really good read on the guy. I don't know what else to like. how else to put it. He's. I think That's he fair, could yeah. be really good, but ultimately I have more doubts right now. That's fair, yeah. And, like, he looks like Baker. So this is something I found he hilarious. Kinda, he, he really I saw does. that. I looked at his, like, picture. I'm like, this is, this looks like Baker. I, I see you wrote the 7-Eleven brand Baker. <laughs> yeah, because I was trying to think of 
just like generic brand things. And I was like, if I saw Baker like five years out of the league at a seven eleven, it would be Sam Howell. You know, like <laughs> in like body type too. Like right. Like with the beard, they look similar. Like the body type's the same. It's kind of funny because they're both like thick dudes. And so, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, I don't remember. You know, Baker's forty time, but Howell apparently only has like a five second forty time. But right. he like runs a lot better than that. Like yeah, I'm wondering if his game speed is a little bit higher than his yeah. forty speed. Yeah, I mean, he's a quarterback. I doubt he was trading much for the 40, so <laughs> makes sense. But Yeah, just don't tear something. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he I, – and I get your, like, trepidation on which way to evaluate him because, like, I think, like, you talk about his motion. Like, it could depend on where he lands, like, and if he gets time to fix that or not. Yeah. Um, and, like, so one of the first games I watched with him was Notre Dame, um, which oh, I watched good. I watched both years, and then I watched, like, another like tw- i watched a couple 2021 20, and 2020 games just so i could see a bit because in 2020 he had javante michael carter and diami brown so yep. he didn't have that in 2021 and so one of the things we both noticed was he ran a lot more a in 2021 more. and yeah, the, literally the too. only thing yeah the only thing we could find was they lost everybody because oc was the same coach was the same like nothing really else changed besides like they lost a ton of guys so they changed up the offense for you know whatever reason, but probably just to take the most advantage of one of their best players. So yeah, I, uh, as I'm not surprised to stash tip, I'm not knocking it for it because he also broke out at 19. Like he had a really good year as a 19 year old. So like, I'm not terribly concerned about, you know, stats dipping this past year with like, you know, guys leaving just because we saw him be really, really good at fucking 19 years old. And yeah, so he was that's one of those really things good. where I'm not like, Again, like what you're doing now matters to me, but I, I think I saw enough improvement from, you know, 2020 into 21 that like, I'm like, okay, he did all this at 19. I'm seeing some like improvement in his play, like as far as his decision-making and mechanics goes, but I don't know if it, it didn't translate production wise because like the team around him wasn't as good. So like, even if he's improving the stats might not match because one he's running a lot more and two there's not as good players to throw to so and that was some, a huge some, thing yeah they yeah they completely changed their offense and did a way more run heavy approach so i didn't want to knock him for that either yeah and like and he did both too that's the thing like I, that's that's a plus to me is that he was able to run both of those well um and like i said 2020 some rough decision making he reeled in a lot in 21 again maybe too much like uh pickett i think Finding that happy medium is important. I, I think he'll do that again, just because if a guy goes, if he's you know wild, then reels it in. Like I, I like I'd rather you overcorrect and then find your middle ground rather than like never find your spot. Like he's probably just trying to get his bearings with it. Um, yeah. So like I was I was cracking up when I was watching this because the first the very first play of a 2020 <laughs> game I watched was a bomb to Deontay like right in the bread basket. I'm like this is hilarious. Right. So, and then next year he's gone mm-hmm. and he's running it. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah I was Again, watching I... that one, not just for Sam Howell, but because Notre Dame has a ton of prospects mm-hmm. in this draft. And I wanted to look at uh, some of those guys. Yeah. So I, I like him like, again, like the Baker thing makes sense, but I, I wrote one Baker is confident in playing well. <laughs> Cause like you see some of that similar stuff. I think he's got more like potential arm strength than Baker. And Again, I don't, I I've not seen I've seen Baker run some, but I, I think Howell runs better than Baker. He runs more physically. Yeah, that's for damn sure. I mean, yeah, he yeah. he doesn't he is not afraid of contact, which a lot of people love. Yeah, but also, you know, if you're getting a franchise quarterback, you may be like, hey, bud. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it's nice to have someone that can and will run when needed. It so. fires your team up when your quarterback's out there like knocking dudes over or mm-hmm. trying to. Even if you, even if you run into Jordan Davis and you get bulldozed over, your team's gonna be laughing on the sideline like, "Bro, that was ballsy as fuck." Like, I love mm-hmm. you. Not, yeah. <laughs> it'll. It, they might make fun of you a little, but it will be from the heart. Yeah, he's real. He's real gritty, you know. And I do think he is a team leader in the same way Baker is, which uh, is kind of another reason we kind of we comped him right around there. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it's just there, and you just gotta take the layup, and yeah. then adjust a bit. So, um, next up we've got Ritter, who I think we have 
a bit different opinions on based on like our comps, but I'll, I'll let you start here. Uh, I think honestly, our comps are pretty close. Yeah, actually, I, I, now that I think about it, <laughs> Wentz and Dimes aren't terribly different. Right, I think he is a mid, early to mid third round prospect. Um, I don't get any first round hype from him whatsoever. I don't actually think I would want him in the second unless it's the end of the second. Uh, there's too many good players at that point still. Mm-hmm. I think he has a good deep ball. Um, I have legitimate concerns about him being able to like thread the needle, you know, and accurately throw a laser into a tight window with strong coverage, which you will face in the NFL. He stands tall in the pocket, but he's not, he's kind of got the stone feet a little bit. It's not too bad. Which is weird because he's athletic. He is. He's so athletic. But he has a little bit of the stone feet. It's not as bad as Jake Fromm, like standing. Is it in the like pocket. a is it like a Mariota thing where he like could design run and is fast but doesn't evade pressure? Is yeah. that like kind of where you're going with it? Yep. That's exactly where I'm going with it. I think <laughs> mechanically he needs a lot of development and I he's not a starter at this point. He needs to develop. I think so with you know, I have Willis, I think he should sit a bit. I think uh Corral should potentially sit a little bit. And then Ritter, I think, needs to do the Mahomes thing and sit for two years. And it's not like he would turn into Mahomes. I think he would turn into a, a potential starter. Yeah, I'm I'm not... If, if a team takes this guy in the first round, I will roast them. Um, <laughs> my comp was sort of <laughs> Daniel Jones. And not exactly. I do like that. But that's that's the closest I could get with him. So... Obviously, there's the Bama game, you know, probably ever match. So I watched a few games. I, you know, I got to see some of um, like Indiana. I got to see some of Tulane. I caught like a little bit to others, but those are the three like I really dug in on. So I'm like, okay, I'll start with Bama, see how he does in like you know toughest situation possible. Right, the worst so, situation he could be in. How does he handle it? Yeah, um, not great. <laughs> um, he had, he had a lot of balls batted, which I, I I expected more from other guys and not from him because like he's tall, so like I'm like why is he getting so many balls batted? I guess it's just his motion. Um, he was a bit slow from like read to recognition to delivery sometimes, like in this game and in other games I, I noticed. Uh, I'm not sure if it's processing or anticipation or both. I think um, it's a little both from yeah. what I saw. Yeah, like obviously he can he can scoot. Yeah, I I, I think yeah, and t- the anticipation is definitely rough, but I'm not sure about the processing, like how much that's going in. But I think those go hand in hand. Yeah, um, yeah, he can run, but his accuracy, like in the Bama game, definitely rough. But his a- he's not accurate, and like that's like <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so like there have not been many quarterbacks that have improved their accuracy greatly from college to pros, and so I'm like, Ugh, yeah. yeah Josh so, Allen is the exception. I think like Stafford, yeah, Stafford one. did it. But, but we don't have to go down the Sam Darnold train again. <laughs> yeah, so, again, Bama game was kind of rough. The team was outmatched, even though they knew they were top 14, but it was Bama. Like, their defense outmatched the Cincio line for sure. Um, I see he had a solid, like, throw for an almost TD I saw um, in that game, but, like, you know, not much going great in that game for him. Um, so I pulled up the Indiana game. I'm like, all right, maybe Bama's just Bama. I'm like, Right away, he's missing some short stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, so my immediate thought was this guy is an athlete, but how are teams or anybody saying first rounder? How is anybody thinking, no. oh, he's like top of the class? Like, They're just trying to get Dan Schneider to draft him. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. But yeah. Like, does he have a cannon? Yes. When he sure. has time. But like, that's not enough for me. And so I'm like, okay, let's go look at like Tulane. I'm like, He's still doing this game. Like, he's still doing this shit against Tulane. I'm like, he's right. making more plays. I'm like, but if you're still, like, missing and making these mistakes against, you know, Indiana and Tulane that you're making against Bama, it's not just the competition and not match. I'm like, he's just not good right now. He just isn't. And I'm like, I don't know if if we'll get there because I'm like, I know we were talking with Malik. We are talking about his upside. And I'm like, the differences are, one, Malik has elite physical tools. Like, oh, oh yeah. Arm. And he's he's currently, in my opinion, like more accurate than Ritter. I'm not sure the completion. No, he is. Up, but like, he is definitely more accurate than he has better feel, better touch. 
Yeah. Yeah. And with Malik, there was, like, the footwork thing, I felt like was a very obvious thing where if he can fix this, which I think is fixable because it's footwork, like, if he can fix this, that'll solve a lot of his issues, at least in my opinion. But with Ritter, I could not identify anything specifically or, like, I I wasn't sure why he was so inaccurate. Like, there was a lot going on where I'm like, it it could be a variety of things that I'm not sure why he's missing so fucking badly. So, yep. Like, when I heard people were taking him in the first or mocking him in the first, I'm like, there's no fucking way any, like, any GM in the NFL worth their salt takes this guy in the first 60 picks. Yeah, it's one of those things where I I get that you like, oh, this is a quarterback with all this, you know, athletic potential. I'm like, I think we're looking more at like, you know, bad Kaepernick or something. That might like, you know, like <laughs> that, that honestly might be the best way to that put it. That actually might like, be the best way to put it. Yeah. Because like when Kaepernick fell off, like after the Super Bowl run, he was pretty inaccurate. Like, yeah. But he's athletic and he's like tall and big and like, and all the things that we like about like Ritter, but it, the arm and consistency just wasn't there. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So he's a, he is a slash, project and a half. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not big on him. So, <laughs> at, I mean, obviously, like, none of these guys, like, I'm not hoping all of these, like, any of these guys suck ever. Like, obviously, I would love if he got better and was good. But Yeah, he's got a cool name. Mm-hmm. De- Desmond Ritter just is is nice. Mm-hmm. Kind of rolls off the tongue. I like it. It's just mm-hmm. not... Uh, eh. I, I got doubts. Agreed. Um, but speaking of, you know, names being either fitting or not fitting, <laughs> we got Carson Strong, who... <laughs> I think we both found that name a little bit ironic for him. A little bit ironic. Now, I can say why, I think. Uh, <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous. Well, you watch him throw. You 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 look at him from, like, afar, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's good. And then you watch him up close, and you're like, what the fuck is he actually doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like a coach told him. Hey, if you're going to be good, you have to learn to close your body first, line your shoulder up, throw, and then throw. And that's what he does. But he doesn't put it together. It's like he turns his body and then, you know, twists it back to make the throw. But then he still uses all of the strength in his arm anyway and doesn't use any of the motion. So Mm -hmm. it's like he's... I, I, that's the only way I can figure that this has happened is somebody told him, Hey, you need to turn your body to get more arm strength. And he went, okay, sorry, <laughs> but he turns his body, but then doesn't use that torque and motion in his arm. So like his, he loses velocity. So like his arm strength right now, it doesn't look that good. Even like it should be, it, it really should be. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of tracks with what I saw because when I was watching him, almost all the time when he threw something like a certain distance or like down the seam, like everyone was like weirdly backing up to catch it. Yes, he was under throwing everyone despite being this massive guy. Like he's huge, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'll double check that. But yeah, so for you, do you think this is something he can fix though? I I actually do think that this is something he can fix. Um, I think it'll take a little bit, but if he's just not, if he's doing both motions and just not putting them together, I think there is a chance he can just work with someone and they can be like, Hey, this is why you're turning your body. (laughs) So this is what you need to do. I do think that's potentially fixable. Um, The problem is that it's like all of it, like his footwork was bad. Uh, Yeah. He needs like an overhaul on it. That's the thing is he in almost every video I watched of him where I was like, oh, my God, his footwork is terrible. He was wearing a knee brace and I Uh. I'm having a hard time discerning if maybe that was part of the reason why everything's so fucked up. So I do think like I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, as I tend to do with the prospects, you know, going into the draft that I do think it's possible he could fix that. Um 
But I basically said he, if you want my comp for him, take all of the worst qualities from the 2004 class, which is if you take old Roethlisberger's footwork and Phil Rivers' arm, <laughs> like arm motion, and then Eli Manning's arm strength, then you have Carson Strong. So take the, like, the worst <laughs> qualities. But I think it's potentially fixable. I really do. It's not good right now. It's He's like a fifth-round prospect. Um, but... I I don't want to say he's toast. Like I want to give him that chance. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, and like trying to compensate for an injury and it resulting in bad mechanics. Like we, that happens plenty. And so, oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, fixing that makes a big difference. But yeah, for him, it was one of those things where I'm like, he's fine, I guess. Like again, the arm right. wasn't as strong as I'd hoped. But like again, <laughs> if that's all mechanics and like he has that deep in there somewhere, but like. It's just mechanics, then I mean, that could be a big part of it. Because I was like, the ball doesn't look like it's traveling fast enough. Or like, yeah, it, it has be. no velocity. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, either like either he's, you know, weak, late stage rivers, or he's like, <laughs> just fucking up something with mechanically. So, and again, he definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> but again, <laughs> was it because of the knee brace? It's on his right leg. You get a lot of power from your right leg. Was Is it because he couldn't move his feet as well because of that mm-hmm. as well. So I have some questions that maybe by the next time we pod, I'll have an answer to if I can see maybe some earlier tape. Yeah. But um, one thing I noticed was like, I, w- I looked at some of the stats. I'm like, this guy has like a high completion percentage. But then I looked at like the, you know, yards per attempt and errors per attempt. I'm like, oh, it's pretty low. So it's, you know, oh, a yeah. lot, lot of short stuff booing his uh, completion percentage there. There were times where he did some really nice stuff like deep ball wise like on occasion but a lot of times i saw him under throw it a little bit or you know be generally accurate but not pinpoint or not lead it properly which again like if you're not a deep ball thrower you're not a deep ball thrower but he was throwing deep balls and it wasn't working out well enough for him like there was one where he almost fucked up like a wide open bomb because like he left it short um he had like a, he had one against Cal that I watched that was like it got there it was generally accurate but not pinpoint. Um, he got one picked off because the safety got under it. Because, so a guy was like right sideline going to end zone had he was in front of Corey's pass corner but safety came over and picked it off because he got under it because the ball was too far inside like he didn't he didn't get the ball over towards the back like he needed to. Um, and so yeah, my my thought is. Right now, if this guy is in a system that has to push the ball downfield, he's toast. But if you yep. give him, like, again, either time to fix the mechanics or put him somewhere shorter, that would work a little better. Um, he did, like, so this goes, again, with the underthrows and the backing up. He, he like, was never setting his guys up for yak with, like, placement and his underthrows, which, you know, maybe it's payback for all their drops because there were also a lot of drops, I noticed, from the receivers. Um, which, I guess, is almost makes the completion percentage more impressive. But, again, like, short stuff. Um there was a lot of yak. He would yeah. he would hit, you know, that number one guy that I like to watch on Nevada. <laughs> I, I couldn't find his name. I think I might have found it, but I'll come back to that at a later point. He looked really good. But, yeah, he had a lot of shorter stuff that they would just house. Yeah, but there, there were also a lot of times where, like, I thought he'd let, like, his placement and, like, floaters left a lot of yak on the table is the right. thing. Like, especially, like, with the tight ends or, like, some up the seam, like, if that guy doesn't have to back up and catch his ball, he can go another 15, 20 yards. But yeah, I think the jury, I don't know, de- decision on him is just if he can fix that mechanic throwing motion footwork and like hammer that down, he actually might do okay. Mm. But it, it is definitely a big uh, obstacle he needs to overcome. Yeah, um, I will add, I thought his pocket presence was good. Mm-hmm. Um, not his mobility, not as much. Um, but again, how much of that is knee and all that? Right. Like, it, like if we find out his knee was just really bothering him, then and like that could that could change a lot for him too. Um, I also thought he was kind of good rolling out to his right, which was again kind of weird given everything else we've said about him. Um, but I think I think inconsistent is a good description for his arm and sort of right. Maybe not him in general, but I think his arm is pretty inconsistent. But again, how much of that is mechanic that? Yeah is fixable like okay not everything mechanic is fixable but i would rather see a guy have you know 
some things down pat, but he needs to like fix footwork or something like that. Right. Like I think I think like footwork is probably in my opinion like an easier fix than like changing a throwing motion or like oh yeah you know, or like like processing like game processing speed like that's not something that really is going to change much. Like some guys just can't process the game quickly enough, and that's part of my concern with you know Ritter is like he might he just might not you know take in the game quickly enough and like that's what like I thought about this a lot with that but like Mahomes is so fucking good because he processes the game in like an instant when he right. sees it. So split second. Yeah. He is like immediate makes best decision pretty much. Well, not always best decision, but he immediately reacts to the, the stimuli. Right. There's like one game of recent memory where he didn't. And mm-hmm. every other time he's been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you'll take, you'll take. Yeah. <laughs> so aside from those uh, six guys, which I, I think that's kind of the general six for people. Um, is there any? I, we put a couple of names in here that I, you know, I looked at Skylar Thompson a little bit, but we've also got like Purdy and Kelly in here. There are like a couple others I've seen people mention. Um, is there anyone else you really wanted to get into at all? Um, not, honestly, I don't think <laughs> the other three that we've got in here are that worth talking about. Uh, Cole Kelly, I think, is interesting because he's six seven, and he's under throwing the ball with a lack of power. Because his mechanics are so fucking bad. And I, like, I don't, you know, I hope he fixes things. But I basically said that if he can get his mechanics down, I think he could be like a Jacoby Brissett um, type of role, which would be a nice paycheck, nice solid backup role. Mm -hmm, So nothing mm -hmm, wrong mm -hmm. with that. Uh, Skylar Thompson was another guy, Kansas State. It, uh, The guy just doesn't look like he's ever been coached football in his life. He is so ridiculously inconsistent. I put in here, if he had to run the same play three times, he would run it differently every single time. It would always look different. Like, his arm would be coming from a different angle. He'd be taking an extra step on one or... Uh, two extra steps like he just has absolutely no pattern or habit and so I wondered how like if he'd played quarterback his whole life but it looks like he has he just it's like the those muscle memory fundamentals that quarterbacks have he just doesn't <laughs> yeah like he's athletic like he's really athletic and like super he does, athletic there's some times where he'll do like something nuts and be like how'd you do that but there's also like I said you said plenty of times where just not not right outcome you want not right decisions kind of thing so it's like severe adhd like (laughs) i can relate it's like (laughs) instead of waking up every morning brushing your teeth taking a shower and having like a set routine it's like one morning he wakes up 10 hours late or you know (laughs) doesn't take a shower until later there's just like no routine to his game yeah maybe he's someone who just like relied on athleticism for so long and like never which learned is probably the case because he is so ridiculously athletic. Yeah. Um, and then Brock Purdy was the Iowa State quarterback. Believe it or not, I think he has some of the best uh, QB anticipation in the in the entire class. Hmm. I th- his anticipation is next level. His eyes are always downfield. He's always making plays on the fly. Uh, he just he's a little short. He's six one. He's got bad mechanics. Like he often throws flat-footed completely, where he's just like flat-footed, uh, face you know, face open body. Uh, so he's got a lot of those things holding him back. But he does have really good anticipation. So I basically said if you took Matt Ryan and then like cemented his feet into the ground, then you'd have <laughs> Brock Purdy. Like he can't. Was just saying a lot if you're cementing <laughs> Matt Ryan's feet to the ground. <laughs> Right. Dude dude runs like a wounded gazelle. That's the best way to describe him in his running. Yeah. So the other three, not, I, I don't even know if they'll, they'll probably get drafted in like the super late rounds, but not a whole lot of uh, upside there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. After, after these first six, I'm not sure if any slash how many others will get drafted. Yeah. It's not a huge QB needy market right now. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's, I guess timing wise, fine because you know not loaded class, not much need. I know next year you're we're gonna have uh, Young, Stroud, more guys to get excited about. But yeah, right now, ho- like hopefully, like if you need a quarterback, 
you're, you know, looking a few years ahead with, you know, Matt Ryan or someone or Stafford as your quarterback and saying, hey, we're going to take Malik Willis and let him chill for a bit. Right. But, again, I think, I think we like Pickett. Yeah. It, as I say, we like him. He's good. We, that's, like, that's he, that. we like him. He is good. We don't love him. He's not amazing. We don't hate him. He's not bad. We like him. He is good. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, so, yeah. Not not terribly exciting, but I think there's I think there's a little more here than people are giving credit for. Yeah. And with like with four of the guys though. Because <laughs> there have been some drafts where there's legitimately not a first round quarterback prospect. And people are talking about it like there's not a first or a second, like all these quarterbacks suck. And I don't I really don't think that's the case. I think you have three guys. I think they're all good in their own right. They should each go to the right team. But if they do, they can be successful. Yeah, I, th- I think these first four will go in the first two rounds. I don't know about Ritter. I think that he's kind of a wild card to me. I could see him, a team taking him too early in like the second. I could also see him falling all the way to like the fourth end of the. Yeah, it's again, a t- a t- all it takes is one team. Yep. So, alas, that'll wrap up our uh, quarterback segment. We'll be coming back with the rest of the uh, rest of the positions at another time. Um, Thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle. You can find us online at MozzieandTheMuscle.com. And you can find us at on TikTok at Mozzie and Muscle. I believe it's that where we're doing the, the name series right now. Um, it could be good to put up some draft-related stuff. But yeah. for now, we're going we're gonna to stick with, with, with the fun name stuff on there. Um, so thank you for tuning in. And we will uh, be back really soon with the tight ends where I will be interviewing Mozzie. <laughs>